1: And now, Veep Thoughts by Kamala Harris. As we all know, elections matter. And when folks vote, they order what they want. And in this case, they got what they asked for.
0: I went off script a little bit.
1: (laughs) This has been Veep Thoughts by Kamala Harris. Stew does America.
0: Go to blazetv.com slash stew. The promo code is stew to save 10 bucks off your subscription to blaze TV. Coming up, we have Brian Sack, our friend Brian Sack, on the border of Poland and Ukraine. He's there now. We'll talk to him uh, from the scene. We also have potentially the death of changing your clock. That might be coming. Very, very soon we'll get into that, and we'll start by doing Kyrie Irving. You know, Kyrie Irving is an in- interesting dude. Uh, he's got some interesting beliefs. And one of my favorite beliefs of his has to be, you know, the earth is flat. Now, look, I, this headline is just fantastic. Kyrie Irving believes the earth is flat. It is not, is it? <laughs> you believe these people still believe this, uh, this round earth theory. I don't. Um, I love how he talked about it too. Uh, He said, this is not even a conspiracy theory. The earth is flat. Anything that you have a particular question on, oh, is the earth flat or round? I think you need to do research on it. It's right in front of our faces. I'm telling you, it's right in front of our faces. They lie to us. He went on later to discuss uh, the uh, people, you know, got a little critical of him for thinking the earth was flat. And he said, when I actually started doing research on my own and figuring out that there is no real picture of Earth, not one real picture of Earth. And we haven't been back to the moon since 1961 or 69. It becomes like conspiracy, too. Hmm. It's an interesting perspective from Kyrie. He's a great basketball player, or a pretty good basketball player, at least. Uh, but, you know, I don't know. Maybe he doesn't believe the same thing you believe. Maybe you believe The earth is round. That's going to be important here in just a second. I want to show you a video from the other night. This is a home game uh, with Kyrie Irving. Now, before we get to the video to set up, in case you don't remember this, Kyrie Irving decided he didn't want to get vaccinated. And that was a big controversial thing because we all have interest in other people's health decisions or whatever. I don't I don't I don't even know how this stuff got started, honestly, at this point. But with the rules in New York City, he was unable to play uh, any of his home games. Initially, at the beginning of the season, the New, I guess the Brooklyn Nets, I'm still going it's still New Jersey Nets in my head, but the Brooklyn Nets uh, decided they uh, were going to ban him from coming in at all. And, you know, if you believe and agree with him or not, takes quite a stand to throw away millions of dollars to not show up and and do uh, do your job. He decided not to, and eventually, this may have something to do, possibly, with the Nets injury situation, but eventually they said, you know what, we'll let you play road games, road games only, because the law of New York City would not allow him to play in New York. So he's playing these games on the road. Well, we've had this bizarre change of rules in New York, which still does not allow him to play his home games, but... Would technically allow him to go to the games and sit in the crowd, which obviously makes absolutely no sense. And that idiocy was on full display the other night. Watch. we unable to play this afternoon, and okay, because of the city ordinance, he's unable to play. But he can walk into the Barclays Center unmasked. get it either. And listen, the NBA and the NBPA, you know. Have been advised by their medical experts that he can safely participate in home games, and obviously the hope is that he will be able to. Yes. At some point, I hope that if nothing changes from that perspective, and this is just a fan and me talking, not the, of course, not yeah. the person who's you know making these decisions. I hope that Joe would pay the fine, and the NBA would let him pay the fine. You don't need to apologize for that. You're not just being a fan. You're being a human being with logic. This is utter and complete lunacy. The the idea that Kyrie Irving can walk just a few feet away from his team, but not actually go on the court is so completely nuts. Only the government could be responsible for it. And we should point out this is not a Brooklyn Nets decision. This is not an NBA decision. This is a New York City decision. It's not even a New York State decision at this point. It's just New York City. Well, what are the rules that uh, oversee Kyrie Irving's situation right now? And this is the the moronic nonsense we've been dealing with for now over two years. Uh, Athletes who are on a New York City-based sports team that plays in an indoor arena or stadium must receive at least one dose of a COVID-19 vaccine, even if the athletes themselves are not residents of New York City. So that is why he can't play in the game. However, there's another rule if you're attending. Are there vaccination requirements for guests attending an event? No. Effective as of March 7th, 2022, guests are not required to provide proof of COVID-19 vaccination in order to enter the arena. Okay. well, what about if uh, one of the players on the other team is unvaccinated? Can they play in the exact same game as Kyrie Irving? Well, sure, obviously the same rule unless they have to be vaccinated, unless these individuals do not live in New York City and are only visiting New York City for the purpose of competing against a professional sports team geographically based in New York City. So if Kyrie Irving was on another team he would be allowed to play in the stadium. But since he's on the home team, he's not allowed to play. And if the Brooklyn Nets were still the New Jersey Nets, he would be able to play in his game in New York against the New York Knicks. Does this make any sense to anyone? Of course, the answer to that is obviously no. And to make it even crazier, afterward, the NBA did step in and they said, you know what? We've got a crackdown, everybody. Here's what he said. Here's what happened. The NBA fined the Nets $50,000 for allowing guard Kyrie Irving to enter the team's locker room during the game against the Knicks, even though Irving had not been vaccinated against the coronavirus and thus was not allowed to be with the team At the Barclays Center, that's the place they play. Of course, he was allowed to be with the team at the Barclays Center as long as he wasn't in the game. He was allowed to be with them walking by. When he was in the crowd, he just wasn't allowed to be inside the locker room. Um, This is uh, Kevin Durant. He's one of the star players, of course, of the Brooklyn Nets. And, you know, look, he's outlining here what every thinking human being is feeling. He says, it just feels like at this point now, somebody's trying to make a statement or point to flex their authority, Durant told reporters. Everybody out here is looking for attention. That's what I feel like the mayor wants right now, some attention. Now this is the new mayor, not the old mayor. We all know Bill de Blasio. all he wanted was attention. This is Eric Adams. We had hoped for a little bit better and we've received probably a little bit better. However, Adams is just as bizarre in some ways. Here's what uh, happened on a, uh, during a public appearance on Sunday. Adams responded to a heckler who urged him to let Irving play. And he said, listen, you're right. Kyrie can play tomorrow. Get vaccinated. Well, why the hell would he be able to play tomorrow? What, how would that make any sense? Having one shot of a vaccine one day after does absolutely nothing. It takes two weeks to get any effect, as we're told, from the science. And then it takes how many weeks? It was like something like four weeks after the first shot to get your second shot. And your second shot, two weeks after that, it would be six weeks before we had real effects, supposedly, from this vaccine. Yet he could play tomorrow if he just gets the shot. Does this make any sense to anyone? Look, the truth is, There was never a moment where requiring the vaccination of a 29-year-old in peak physical condition made any sense. The science never supported it, and our Constitution really doesn't support it. Let people make their own decisions. I'm not saying it's a bad decision for someone to get vaccinated. I don't think it is at all. I think it's a good decision, and it's one that I made and one that I'm happy with. Some people are afraid of COVID. Some people are afraid of vaccines. I'm not afraid of either. But I don't get to make that decision for you. You don't get to make it for me. And neither of us should be making it for Kyrie Irving. But I'm actually sort of glad this video actually happened. I'm glad we get to see this footage. I'm glad all this idiocy is on full display. It's impossible to overstate the lunacy of this. A man who isn't allowed to play basketball with nine other players spread out on a court, but is somehow allowed to sit in a tightly packed crowd with 25,000 fans. A man who isn't allowed to be around a few finely tuned athletes in peak physical condition, but is allowed to be around a bunch of fat dudes drinking beer in the audience. A man who is a citizen of the United States of America who is not allowed to make his own decisions. They might be decisions you might agree with. They might be decisions you don't agree with. But honestly, who cares what you think? You're not him. He gets to make his own decisions. And if you're wondering why someone would get to this point where someone like Kyrie Irving doesn't believe one word of what authorities are telling him, take a moment and think about his experience walking around the crowd banned from doing his job then getting fined for hanging out with his team in the locker room when he could have waited an hour and met up with him at a bar down the street none of this makes any sense it's all a bunch of insanity that no logical person could possibly believe just like the obvious and blatant lie that the earth is round Hey, you're allowed out of your house, mostly, now, and you can get out and travel, you can take vacations, you can celebrate some of your favorite times by turning our new memories into art. Yeah, you can get a professional hand-painted portrait created from any photo at a truly affordable price or combine photos of people or places that you love into one painting. You can choose from a team of world-class artists and work with them until every detail is perfect. They have a user-friendly platform that is really simple. Uh, Basically, I mean, I went through this process. I sent them a picture of my kids on vacation. They took it. I I went through, picked one of the artists. I thought their work looked cool. Uh, Within a couple of weeks, I had a painting of this photo. It's really cool. It makes the perfect birthday, anniversary, or wedding gift at paintyourlife.com. There's no risk. If you don't love the final painting, your money is refunded, guaranteed. And uh, now they get a limited time, limited time offer 20% off your painting, 20% off right now, free shipping. Get the special offer. All you gotta do is text the word stew That's my name by the way, uh, to 64000. Text stew to 64000. Terms apply. They are available at painterlife.com terms. Again, text stew to 64000 for painterlife.com. Joining me now on the phone is Brian Sack. He's co-host of the Questional Material with Jack and Brian podcast. But Brian is currently working with the World Central Kitchen at the Poland-Ukraine border to provide relief to the refugees there. You can help out with this really amazing effort by visiting donate.wck.org. Brian, thank you so much for calling in. Where are you? I
1: I, I'm in a town called Chemish.
0: You, in Poland, correct?
1: I'm in Poland, yeah, it's a town called Chemish. It's, um, it's about 12 kilometers from the border with Ukraine. And then the, there's another town down the road called Medika which is uh, where the border crossing is, one of the border crossings that we serve.
0: I will say, Brian, uh, as all this started uh, and Russia invaded, I was horrified, I think, like everybody else. But as a podcaster in good standing, I determined myself to be ranting about it for multiple weeks and to do nothing else. You (laughs) have taken a different tact. This is amazing. Can you tell me about how you came to this conclusion to go to Poland to help out?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, when it first started, I was watching, the, you know, sitting on social media, looking at all these horrible pictures, and I started to realize, you know, my wife is Polish, uh, all my in-laws here are you know, Polish, my kids are half Polish, and so the, the people that Russia was murdering uh, looked very familiar to me, the buildings they were blowing up looked very familiar to me, the language is familiar to me, uh, and after, you know, after 20 years of, of coming to Poland... Uh, and so I just got more and more. I felt help, you know, helpless, and I, I wanted to do something. And, and I felt like sitting on Twitter just complaining about you know, Vladimir Putin being a jerk wasn't helping. Uh, so my wife found World Central Kitchen. She's a she's a foodie, so she was aware it was it was it's, uh, run by a a well known Spanish chef. And I signed up, and I flew to Warsaw, and I drew, drove down from Warsaw. My brother-in-law handed me a car, and uh, I've been here since.
0: Uh, it's really—I mean, it really is amazing, Ryan, to go do that. I, I mean, no offense—I don't think of you as a front-line kind of guy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, it's—it's it's what I just felt compelled to do. Something. It was—it it was heartbreaking to see, and you know, it's, it's even more heartbreaking to actually be here and see it in person. Um, But working with a lot of great people and and seeing how many people actually are concerned and doing something about this is is, the bright part in in a really dark time.
0: Mm. Uh, And I I joke with Brian, his podcast is very, very funny. He's a very funny guy. Uh, But this is really an amazing uh, effort. And and my impression from, you know, sitting over here in the comfort of, of home uh, is that Poland is really doing the most as far as taking in refugees as they cross the border. I know a lot of countries are doing a lot, but Poland seems to be really stepping up.
1: Uh, they really have. They've absorbed about two million uh, so far, and they expect it to be three to five million. You know, that, And as Russia moves west, of course, we expect more and more people to come. Um, but Poland's been great. I was at the train station yesterday in Chemish, where a lot of where the refugees are arriving, and then they hop on trains and take them out of here. And the local Poles basically came and, and have dropped uh, baby strollers and car seats and food and diapers, and and it, it's really amazing, uh, you know, the the number of people who have come out to help.
0: Uh, and, you so- know, it, it
1: tears you up sometimes.
0: It's, it's got to be incredibly uh, emotional. You're seeing these people come across the border. They've left you know, everything behind. Right. I mean, this is not uh, this is not a uh, this is unlike everything we've, I think, seen in, in decades uh, uh, as far as Europe goes. Um, it, it's really troubling. And so they're coming across the border. You, you guys are getting them right as, as they come across the border and, and feeding them. Um, what else is going on? What is the relief effort like?
1: Well, I mean, so Medica is the closest border crossing to us. Uh, they they are coming across. They are through the checkpoint. They're, they're towing their suitcases with all they have in the world. And it, uh, a lot of, you know, it, it's women and children. All the men, 18 to 60, are still in Ukraine. Uh, so it's women and children and their dogs. And, you know, and it, there's just a lot of sadness and despair. Um, there's a whole bunch of people set up there. You have tents of a, a, a variety of charities providing food and toothbrushes and just necessities, people holding up signs saying they're willing to take people into their homes. Um, and, and then they work their way to basically the train station or to the bus stops and, and, and then start getting shipped out of here. But, you know, it's a real, I, I, I've been at Medica a few times and it's just really heartbreaking. And, you know, sorry, I'm tearing up. Um uh you know to, to see these kids and stuff I mean, it it's really hard it's really hard
0: um over the past couple of days Brian we've seen uh, Russia start to hit further and further uh to the west in fact close yeah. to the border we, you know uh, very close uh, what is the feeling in, in Poland generally? Are you are people starting to get worried that this is coming even closer and that this may not stop at the border?
1: Yeah, the, the closest missile strike was 30 miles away. It was, uh, I believe, yesterday morning. Uh, you know, it was something that everybody was talking about, but we're consoled by the fact that Poland is a NATO country and we're fairly confident right now that, you know, we're not in any great danger. You know, we, we have, a, we do have trucks that leave here. Uh, we, we, we're loaded one now. It's an 18-wheel. which is filled with uh, potatoes, carrots, and onions. And it's going into Ukraine tonight, and it is driving eastwards. Uh, and, 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 you know, the driver is a young Polish guy. He's probably 20 years old. His dad was here to see him off. I mean, there's a lot of brave people doing great things. Mm.
0: Is there anything that you could take from watching all this happen and and seeing the outreach from so many around the world um, that are trying to step up and do something? I mean, you know, this is obviously a terrible situation, but it, it does tend to bring out the best in some people.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's you know every morning when I'm coming in and I'm seeing trucks and from all over Europe, uh, you know, Italy, Portugal, Spain, France, Germany, especially. Uh, I see a lot of Germans uh, truck I'm, I'm sure they feel guilty. But you know they're all, they're all coming in here, and 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 bringing assistance and taking people out and, and doing whatever they can. And it's, it's a really it's nice to to be part of that and feel like you're you're on the good side.
0: Okay. Can you tell me about Javier's mystery uh, trailer? <laughs> 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 yeah,
1: uh, that was a trailer that showed up from Spain, uh, filled with many, many, many wonderful things, and that I was tasked with uh, identifying and
0: counting. (laughs) (laughs) Did you you have no idea who it was from? It was just a guy named Javier initially? I I guess he was the driver, and so
1: on the memo board, it was written Javier's mystery truck, Hmm. or mystery (laughs) trailer, and uh, they said, Brian, why don't you uh, unload that and see what's in it,
0: so. (laughs) <laughs> a lot of good ham. <laughs> that's good. I, it's better than it could have been. I, any a mystery trailer, it, it really could go any direction when you see one of those.
1: Um, right, they didn't go cheap at all. They, <laughs> they sent their best stuff. So thank you, Spain.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Um, looking at this uh, and in kind of uh, seeing how you got involved with with uh, World Central Kitchen. Um, Can you kind of tell me about their efforts? I I know, because this is an organization I've heard multiple people cite as doing really important work in in the uh, area. I had never heard of them before this. Can you tell me about who they are? Yeah,
1: I I had never heard of them either. It was founded by a a Spanish chef, a a very famous Spanish chef, and they basically provide humanitarian assistance meals uh, to people. I I think normally it's for... um, Natural disasters, things like that, like hurricanes, and uh, in in those instances, they they seem maybe they'll go to where the hurricane's coming and they'll they'll start preparing for for afterwards. Uh, And and so, as soon as the hurricane is over, they can they can start serving meals. In this case, you know, they came here; there was nothing. It was an empty warehouse a week ago, and now it's a functioning kitchen that can produce up to 150,000 meals a day at peak.
0: Mm. Uh, really, it's really incredible how people are stepping up for this and and, and doing this, including yourself, Brian. I was listening to uh, your great podcast with uh, with Jack, uh, Questionable Material with Jack and Brian, which is normally not not the podcast that brings you to tears and maybe in laughter. Um, It's a little bit of a different approach, but you talked about how, you know, you were, you're just motivated to go out and do this. And you talked about potentially bringing your family along. I mean, have you guys decided what's going to happen there? Is it too dangerous to bring your family to help? I know they wanted to.
1: Yeah, it's not too dangerous yet. My, my wife and and my son is coming for his spring break. They'll be here uh, on I believe Monday. Everything's a blur for me time-wise, but I think they'll be here Monday, uh, and and they're going to help here, You know, <clears throat> as long as it doesn't appear dangerous, and I don't think it does right now. I, I think we're okay. Uh,
0: give me just a sense here, Brian, of the general feeling around you of the people that you're meeting. Is it is it sadness? Is it anger? Uh, I mean, I, I got to imagine it, it hits everybody at different times, but, like, it's just the... Just the audacity of what has happened with with you know Vladimir Putin just invading this country for absolutely no reason in my view uh, right. and cr- causing all of this chaos and just disrupting what had been a multi-decade uh, real improvement in this region. What are people feeling?
1: Right. I think you, you cycle through all the emotions as you just uh, highlighted me. Um, you know, I, I, I was in a you know, truck last night with a driver from Litopol, Ukraine, uh, his wife and six-month-old child are stuck there. He can't, he can't go get them. Um, uh, naturally, he's worried about them, but he's just doing anything he can do. So he's driving trucks everywhere and, and doing whatever it takes. And, you know, there's a lot of people. I mean, it's, it's pure energy from the moment you show up here. People are moving constantly, loading trucks. The trucks are going out to a variety of border stops and refugee shelters. There's a Tesco down the road here, that was, re- a, which is a large uh, grocery store that has been repurposed as a shelter. It's got at least 2,000 people in it. It's like a mini city uh, that just kind of popped up. And, you know, everybody's just doing their best, and it's, and it's really a great group of people. I mean, it's not surprising that you'll be surrounded by good people since, you know, it's a bunch of folks who just want to help. But uh, I have so many people here who I just love, and I would, you know... I'm going to regret, you know, miss them at some point, hopefully soon. But, um, you know, I I love these people that I'm working with. They're great. Hmm.
0: Um, Let me uh, let me I don't want to take up too much of your time. I know you've been working all day and, 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 and I can't imagine what you guys are going through there just to help the people who are crossing the border. What is the best way for people to help? Is it donating directly to WCK? How can people help out?
1: Yeah, I think that's the best way. I mean, you know, I have people who have asked about you know shipping over things, but you know, there there are lots of supplies that have been left for people here. Uh, Medica is is basically I mean, you see piles of clothes people have left for to help folks, and I you know, I don't know how helpful that is. Um, I you know, some, going into World Central Kitchen obviously helps them you know keep this operation going. I mean, there's there it's expensive. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of stuff being bought and a lot of stuff being delivered. And I got to say the food quality is phenomenal. Right? We've been eating these lunches every day and they, they do a great job.
0: That's good. I mean, I remember they uh, they had the fire Festival and they were just giving out cheese sandwiches. They're doing better than that? <laughs>
1: a, little, a little better than that, yeah.
0: Okay. Well, Brian's... Yeah, they,
1: they, I had some of the best potatoes I've ever had today for lunch.
0: That's good. I'm glad you're doing better than the millennial uh, influencers that went to Firefest. That <laughs> right. That it heartens my soul just a little bit. Uh, Brian Sack. Yeah, let's not put them in charge of logistics. <laughs> no, definitely not. Brian Sack, uh, co-host of the Questionable Material with Jack and Brian podcast, live from the border of Poland and Ukraine, doing some amazing work with World Central Kitchen. If you have the means, if you have the ability, I know uh, they're doing a great job. I know uh, Mercury One is doing stuff there as well, uh, another organization. But donate.wck. Dot org, uh will help out the people that are helping uh, on the border with Brian Sack and Brian. You know, man, I, I, seriously, uh, yeah, I know uh, it's, it, it means a lot that you that you did that. I mean, that's a really incredible thing, and I, I hope you realize that there's a lot of people uh, that, that 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 know you and love you and, and are really appreciative of your efforts here. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. All right. We'll talk to you. We'll talk to you soon, Brian. Be safe. Okay, ma'am. I will, do Thanks. All right. Back in a second. Uh, All right. Well, let me tell you about uh, your home. Uh, We've been talking a lot about uh, the the way the economy is changing here. And there's all sorts of problems all around the world. It's impossible to deal with. And everyone, no one knows how to handle all this stuff right now. Um, But when you are uh, dealing with your home, it's probably one of the biggest financial decisions you'll ever make in your life. And you need to make sure that you have a real estate agent who is on your side uh, in that transaction. Uh, Someone who knows uh, the market. Knows how to get these things done. Knows when you're overpaying. Knows when you're getting a great deal. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. That's the place to go because those people are screened uh, uh, before you deal with them. It's not like you're just buying from you're know, finding somebody who. Is, you know, responding to an ad. Um, you know, it's not like that. It's it's you've got a whole screening process that goes on before they get to real com. So when you go there, you're gonna get the best agent in your area. Get more information at real no matter where you're moving across the United States, or if you're selling a home, real Well, we just went through a clock change where we all got an hour less sleep this past weekend, and we go through this charade every every year a couple of times, and it's always been a very strange thing to me. Well, I really do think we are getting the momentum here to get rid of that whole process. It's an old-timey process. I'm not going to go through the whole history of it. We've done it before. But the bottom line is I think we finally hit that point of – People coming together and just saying, why do we do this again? Why are we changing our clock twice a year? Isn't this kind of weird? Here's the thing. Uh, there's a lot of justifications for why you would change the clock. Let me give you some of them. This is from Marco Rubio, who came up with the bill, by the way, that went to the Senate and was uh, passed in the Senate unanimously, by the way. Uh, In the Senate, we'll go to the House and then hopefully to Biden, uh, which just means we just never have to do it again. And we get it would be the better of the two times. It would be basically so you the sun would rise a little bit later, but set a little bit later. So the afternoon, you'd have a little bit more uh, time with a little bit more sunlight. I don't know. Every time I get up, it's always dark anyway. So I don't care if the sun comes up uh, any earlier. Uh, But I don't know. I mean, Arizona has been doing this for a while. I think part of Hawaii was doing it, too. Here's what Marco Rubio said as he tried to get this through. He said, there's strong science behind it now showing that making people aware of the harm of clock switching. Uh, there's an increase in heart attacks, car accidents and pedestrian accidents. The benefits of daylight savings time have been accounted in this research. Reduce crime as there is light later in the day. Decrease in seasonal depression. All right. This is all just nonsense. The bottom line is uh, it's just changing our reality. I am one of these weird people who thinks of this old-timey thing of truth, okay? There's something that's actually true, and no matter how many times we screw with it, it's still true. Like, for example, if you're born a man, you're kind of a man. You can start changing the clock all you want, but you're still a man. You change a clock, the time is still the time. We can fool ourselves and say, the time has changed, and we... (laughs) We could just change the clock and act as if we've changed time. We're not changing time. The clock still keeps going at the same pace all the time. The truth is it doesn't change twice a year, so we shouldn't change it twice a year. That's the reason for it. It has nothing to do with car accidents, although it would be more enjoyable to have more sun later on in the day. That's just my personal opinion. But while we're just changing these things that annoy us, I've got a few more proposals for you, okay? I'm going to get these through as well. Starbucks is unveiling a new plan to eliminate single-use cups and encourage reusable mugs. Here's my proposal. We should make reusable mugs illegal. All of them should just be disposable. You take a drink, at any point in your entire life from any restaurant at any time and then you throw it out. That's how it should be. It's how it is at my house. Okay? I've got the red Solo cups all the time. Sure, we have other cups. I don't use them. Why would I? So I have to wash them so they can have little pieces of food that get stuck inside of them and it's gross and you take a drink and then there's like a little thing. look. I want a brand new fresh cup every time. Constitutional amendment. It's coming your way. March Madness is, uh, is going to set a record this year. And here's the chart. Let me give you this chart here. This is uh, sports betting laws by state. As you see, uh, there are um, a few different colors here highlighted by, I think it's Axios uh, made this uh, chart. And you see uh, live and legal, there's 30 states. Legal, but not ep- operational. It means that's coming. There's three states. Uh, active, I don't know what that means exactly, but there's a bunch of states there. And then there's only, what, five or six There's no sports betting at all. One of them is this dumb state I live in, and I love Texas. But this is ridiculous. It's completely absurd at this point that sports gambling is not legal in the state of Texas, a a state that supposedly is a free state. Look, you might think sports gambling is dumb. In fact, I can guarantee you it is dumb, okay? It might be enjoyable, but, you know, a lot of things that are enjoyable and dumb at the same time. It's not a great use of your money, um, you, but neither is going to a movie or you know, you know, blowing it on video games or whatever else you do for entertainment. It's not a great investment, boys and girls. But you know what? It shouldn't be uh, uh, prohibited for adults to take part in. It's silly, especially in a state like Texas where things are supposed to be free. And I may have lobbied uh, a, gu- a gubernatorial candidate. Our own Chad Prather about that, he wouldn't fully commit. Uh, but if he go, runs again next time and wins, then we're, maybe we can get that through. Uh, Tom Brady, by the way, uh, $500,000 ball was auctioned off his final touchdown pass. Uh, this is just a few days before he unretired and is now coming back. Um, he he uh, it could throw another 40 touchdown passes this year. So now this ball that was supposed to be $500,000 because it was his final touchdown pass is now – uh, not worth that much. It's worth, they think now, about um, $50,000, uh, which is kind of a problem for the guy who bought it. Now, there are some rules in the auction where he purchased this ball. Maybe he can get out of it um, because of just the way it's supposed to be his final ball, not going to be his final ball. We'll see uh, how that goes. But my proposal here, just like the, uh, the banning of the changing of clocks, would be to ban Tom Brady uh, from from certainly from football, but maybe everything else, too. Maybe he should just stay home. Maybe his life has been good enough. You know, maybe, I don't know, seven Super Bowls and Giselle is enough. Maybe he shouldn't get anything else out of this. Okay, you know, he's got all of his money. He could stay at home, order things from Amazon. No leaving the house for Tom Brady. That's just a proposal. You don't have to pass it. You think Biden would sign that? Probably not. Probably not. Uh, And uh, here's my final. And this is my probably my biggest pet peeve that I want to make sure we get through Congress and do some banning of. Okay? Absolutely no more white male archivists. That is actually the position of the current white male archivist, uh, David Ferrero. He's the U.S. National Archivist. And he's leaving in April. And he said, the advice I've given to the White House already is that you better not hire another white male. We've had 10 white males. An archi- do we really have to micromanage the skin color and genitals of the archivist? Really? Do we need to do that? And by the way, when we had nine of them, this guy took the job. So I know uh, Mr. Woke over here, uh, we're all impressed by his white knight uh, job he's doing here for all of the other races, but maybe the time to point out that white males should no longer be hired was before you got hired. When it comes to men's underwear, Tommy John's uh, hammock pouch underwear is the full package deal. Do you get it? Do you get it? When you're wearing Tommy John's hammock pouch underwear, you are so much more comfortable. And everything you can do is better. With dozens of comfort innovations, once you've tried Tommy John underwear, you're never going back. You get innovations like an air mesh interior hammock, moisture wicking fabric with four times the stretch of competing brands. Uh, the legs never ride up. I mean, Tommy John is just awesome. Uh, they've got a non-rolling waistband. You know, for maybe some people, I'm not just saying I'm not saying I'm in this category, but maybe some people whose uh, the stomach muscles tend to push down the waistband of some other underwear. Not Tommy John. Tommy John doesn't have customers. They have Fanatics, fanatics like me. Fanatics call Tommy John's hammock pouch one of life's greatest inventions, with over 17 million pairs sold. Men across America love their Tommy John underwear. Shipping returns are free because every pair is backed by Tommy John's best pair you'll ever wear, or it's free. Guarantee. Get twenty percent off your first order right now at Tommyjohn.com slash stew. Tommyjohn.com slash stew. Don't forget the slash stew part because that's how they know. You like the stupid show. Plus, you'll save 20%. It's tommyjohn.com slash Stu. See for details. Hey, hey, what do you say? How is Alexandria a victim today? Ah, yes. Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, our favorite victim, always victimized by everything. And today she's victimized by big oil. She says that the problem here is, of course, not Joe Biden and not. Uh, Russia. Even this time, it's big oil. They're price gouging yet again. Uh, AOC and Elon uh, Omar are saying that's the real problem here, boys and girls, profiteering, and there should be consequences for it. I don't know. Um, you know, it's funny because this is so. It's so insane. It really is. I mean, this all. It's not just Russia. That's the biggest part of the recent price increase, uh, but. As we've seen, the oil prices have come back down. Gas prices will probably come back down here in the next couple of weeks. It doesn't just change the day the oil prices change. They have to go through this. This oil has, and gas has to go through the system. And then eventually it starts uh, changing. Um, it's just a complete, you know, um, uh, redirect. And it really would be maybe more effective to complain about big oils profiteering if every single thing in the world you didn't blame on big oil profiteering. But that's uh, unfortunately where we are. Joe Biden and Hillary Clinton are um, among those banned from entering Russia. Now, this is, of course, a devastating blow to people like Bernie Sanders, who actually went like, you know, to vacation to the Soviet Union. Uh, Bill de what would he do with his timeshare that clearly probably is in Russia? Other people on the list are Anthony Blinken. Lloyd Austin, uh, National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan, uh, CIA Chief William Burns, uh, and also uh, Barack, uh, I think it was Barack Obama as well. I don't know, Barack Obama was, I don't think Barack was on the list. On the list, though, was Hillary Clinton. And uh, why is Hillary Clinton on this list? I I don't, I don't know exactly. I feel like they were just like, just didn't want her to come. (laughs) Uh, Sir, uh, Hillary Clinton has no formal role in the U.S. government. Yeah, I just don't want her here. Uh, Just can we ban Hillary Clinton? Is that possible? I don't know where she would go. I don't know that anyone would take her. You know what? Boat and international waters. I'm just saying she could just float around out there and, you know, I'm sure some tugboat will, will will drive out there and. Give her food and, and all that. I'm not particularly worried about it. I think she'll be fine. Okay, uh, let me get you some of the reviews. Uh, five stars is the appropriate number of stars wherever you happen to be on podcasts. Please rate and review and subscribe to the show on Spotify as well. You can subscribe there. All of our shows are on Spotify, uh, Apple, uh, Google, all the, all the things. Uh, Saki is Saki. <laughs> Where's the Sucky is Sucky t-shirt? Love your stupid pa-show. Thank you very much. Five stars, by the way. Five freaking stars. We do appreciate that. And on YouTube, you can rate and review. Uh, Well, actually, no, that's, that's podcast. You can subscribe and you can click the bell and you can follow the show and you can comment during the show. Hey, you, right now, comment below. Get the comments going. The more comments we have, the better the algorithm treats us. And these algorithm robots are finicky creatures, okay? They don't always like conservative content. So the more you can comment and uh, be active in the show, we do really appreciate it. Dustin says, count me as one of the millions of Americans running toward the mushroom cloud. Best quote of the month. It's true. I think we're all running toward the mushroom cloud right now. Just get it over with. Just get it over with at this point. Uh, Stu, you are so freaking funny. It would have been a shame if we'd never been able to actually see you. If radio had remained the radio of the past, you would have missed your calling. I will say, uh, you're pretty much the first person who's ever said that. So uh, most people are like, how do I, can I put like, you remember they used to have the brightness knobs on the old school TVs and you could just turn them down? People want to do that to the show. They just want to hear it. Turn the brightness all the way down, so it's just a black screen. You can do that, by the way, with a podcast. Uh, YouTube uh, as well. Joni says, love the Veep thoughts. Veep thoughts. But how dare you use those cute puppies to refer to Kamala? Eh, whatever. All right, more Veep thoughts coming up uh, later on this week. If you have any ideas for Veep thoughts, if you hear Kamala saying something dumb, make sure to tweet it to us, and you can hashtag it Veep thoughts. We are at Does America. Okay, so here's what happened. Guy in India, he's going to take a test. He's a medical student. And it's a tough test. You know, this is a high-pressure environment in India. There are multiple people, multiple doctors in India. Did you know that? It's kind of like, as Joe Biden reminded us a long time ago, kind of like 7-Eleven employees. You can't walk into a 7-Eleven without an Indian running it. Or you could speak a little Indian. I don't know. He said something like that, and no one thought it was racist at the time. I don't, I don't know how that happened exactly. Uh, but in, in, in India, there's high pressure and a lot of competition for these jobs as a doctor, and you've got to pass high-level tests. hard. So this guy had friends who maybe understood a little bit about surgery and decided to bring them in uh, to his test preparation by surgically implanting a Bluetooth device inside his ear so he could cheat on the exam. <laughs> now, somehow this idiot got caught because that's an amazing scam. I mean, I, I, it, just thinking of that scam should get you an A+. And certainly the doctor who's going through the trouble to impl- uh, implant a Bluetooth device in somebody else's ear should get an A+, and a, a license forever. However, I will say this guy in particular, uh, not, not a great student. He had, uh, he had admission into the college 11 years ago so he had been struggling for 11 years and then finally got through it with the help of this Bluetooth device and then got caught. I will say, if I was about to get surgery and I, you know I was kind of going under the gas and slowly fading away, and then the doctor said, "Oh, by the way, this, uh, it took me 11 years to get through college, that would make me a little nervous. That would get me that would make me just a tad uh, nervous, but uh, I guess he it's not going to work out for him. Uh, in the end, uh, he's going to lose his license along with a bunch of other people involved in the scandal. Uh, I'll, I'll give you the update on the names when we get a chance so that you don't get surgery from this guy.